Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. team to beat in the NFC. Kyle Shanahan in his bag with play calling last night. Hi there, everybody. Welcome into Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale here with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. You know what? What? If Saudi Arabia can shock Argentina in one of the biggest World Cup upsets in in the history of the World Cup right here on FS1, then my Dallas Cowboys can go win this year's Super Bowl right here on Fox. Why not? That's what hit me this morning. You with me? I got to root. I don't know who I'm going to root yeah. for, yeah. but I have to root against them. Huh? Yep. Just think we could be there in Phoenix this year with those Cowboys. Nah, that would be, be great, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. It'd be great for you. No, it would not be <laughs> great. It would not be great for me. It would not be great for Let's me for the Cowboys to get the Super Bowl. Be great for Fox. Let's yeah, jump right me. in. It would be great for Fox. That is, ironically, Dovetailing right into our top topic for today, the 49ers, Skip. They absolutely rolled over the Cardinals last night. No issue. Jimmy G throwing four touchdowns in a 38-10 win. San Fran now sits third in the NFC playoff picture. That's behind the Eagles and Vikings, but ahead of the Buccaneers. All right, Shannon, you first. Rank your top four teams in the NFC right now. Well, what I tried to do, Skip, was not be a prisoner of just look at the body of work, look at the eight, nine, ten games that the teams have played and not just look at the last game. And so what I came to, I got the Eagles at one. Um, They're fifth in offensive ranking, they're second in defense, fourth in points scored, seventh in points allowed, fourth in red zone efficiency, number one in takeaways. So I got them in the number one spot. I put the Cowboys in the two spot because I I like what they do. they, They take the ball away. They're number one in points scored. They're seventh in points. They're uh, no seventh in points. Uh, first in points allowed. Mm-hmm. Seventh in points scored. You can win with that. And they're giving up six, a little less than uh, seventeen points a game. And they're starting to take the ball away. Obviously, we know what they do. They sack the quarterback. I got the 49ers in the Forty Niners in the third spot. Eighth in offense. They're the number one ranked defensive team. Fourth in points allowed. They don't take the ball away, but they did get two last night. And so. I like what I'm seeing. And the way Kyle called the game last night, and with those playmakers, you saw Christian McCaffrey getting involved. You saw George, a sighting of George Kittle, who's had to get down, a down year. Debo is Debo. Yep. Some way we got to find a way to get him the ball, and Brandon Ayuk showed up, two catches, two touchdowns last night. And, Skip, this was really tough for me. I almost put Tampa in the fourth spot, but their red zone efficiency offensively is not where it needs to be. They don't score enough points. And so even though they got demolished on Sunday, I still got the Vikings in the fourth spot. I've searched high, low, trying to find another team. But the teams in the NFC are really bad this year. They only got a handful of them that's, that's, that's played consistent football throughout the course of the year. So I put the Vikings in the fourth spot, followed by if we had a top five, I would have put them in uh, uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the fifth spot. But – the thing that I don't like about the Vikings 
they're scoring 23 points a game, but they're giving up 23.1 a game. So that's why they're minus. They're the only team that's 8-2, Skip, but they got a minus uh, uh, when it comes to points scored versus points allowed. Mm. Okay. I find this whole concept fascinating. Mm -hmm. I find your ranking fascinating. In our Super Bowl repicks, I think you repicked San Francisco to win the NFC. Yes, yes. And I anticipated you would leap to the conclusion after what we saw last night no. that they are the best team. Nah, Skip, not with, I mean, no, no, Kyler Murray. I didn't expect them to do a whole lot with, come on, Colt McCoy. Yeah, I, and, and he, it, he's actually played pretty well, but he is still Colt McCoy. Yeah, and he, I agree. he was out there limping around. It seemed like every time they hit him, he grabbed a different body part. So I didn't expect much from them last night. And the 49ers did what I expected them to do, which was pound them. And they looked really good in doing it, but I wasn't going to overvalue. I still believe when it's all said and done, they'll be the team, but just not right now. Just okay. not right now. All right, all right. I'm going to deal with the 49ers first. Okay. That is an offensive juggernaut that Kyle has at his fingertips. And he is part of it because he's just the best there is yeah. at preparing, at strategizing, and then at improvising on the fly, yes. at play calling. There's nobody better than Kyle Shanahan, right. whom you watched sort of grow up in your <laughs> locker room as your head coach was Mike Shanahan, yep. his father, who I still think has – significant input into he, these game Oh, plans, he absolutely does. He right? spent a lot of time at, at the facility. Okay, so ESPN pointed out last night that, that they are the yak attack because in the careers of a Kittle, <laughs> in, in the career of a Debo, in the career of a that. McCaffrey, that, that they all lead the league in, in their time in the league in yak yards at their positions. Yes. Okay, I, I get it because every time you look up, Jimmy G is throwing some underneath something to somebody, and they're just wow. busting loose. Well, Skip, right? that's the West Coast offense is predicated on that. Let's get the ball into our playmaker's hand. Yep. You make a guy miss, you make things happen. If you look at Jerry Rice, most of his, a lot of his stuff was yards after the catch. You look at anybody that's been in that system, been it was Brett Favre and and and, and uh, Rogers or Donald McNabb. Look at Patrick Mahomes. That is the West Coast system because that's what Andy trained up under. So you look at their. You mentioned. Kelsey, another guy, yards after catch. All these guys are yards after catch, and that's what you have to have in this system, guys that can run after the catch. And every time I, I test San Francisco's defense, it looks potent and physical and fast to yep. me. But to your point, in, in turnover differential, which is a telltale stat, they're not that great. No. They're, they're tied for 21st in the NFL. They're minus one. Right. Okay. Does that contribute back to, or is it attributed back to their quarterback to a certain degree? Right. So my issue remains with the 49ers, as much as I fear and respect Kyle and the weaponry and the defensive firepower, you still have Jimmy G at quarterback, which is still shocking to me because I thought he was gone. And now, now he's at the helm and, and they're <laughs> near the top, right? Well, Skip, we, we debated this. I said, Skip, I don't know why they're thinking about getting rid of him. And you can say, okay, Jimmy G, he doesn't have that it factor or that, 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 that clutch gene, but he's one of the most unclutch guys that's gotten this team to a Super Bowl that we've ever seen. That's he true. did that. I'll buy that. And like you said, they had a 10-point lead. They were about 12 minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. And he missed the throw that might have would have got him back into the ballgame or kept them in the lead. So with that being said, he still has that, like, yeah, I understand. And he got a team to an a, a NFC Championship game last year. He went to Lambeau. Now, he, he it's, did. it's not as much as we thought it was, Skip, going to Lambeau and beating Aaron Rodgers. But he did do that. 
I also think he's dangerous because he knows they wrote him completely off. Yes. And he knows he's sort of on borrowed time because he knows that Trey Lance is still the future. Right. So this is just gravy for him. He, he looks like he's playing about as freely as any quarterback in the league because well, what does he care? Right. He, he knows his days are numbered anyway, right? But he's auditioning. There are 31 well, other teams. <laughs> there are 31 other teams out there. But, but he just looks like it's free time for yeah. him, right? Mm -hmm. It's on. We watch the the big football matches, as in right. soccer. Right. You know, they get stoppage time. It's yeah. like he's in permanent stoppage time, right? He's <laughs> just on on a lark right now, yeah. doing what he does the best he can do it. I still don't trust him at the highest level. Okay. So now back to my ranking. I'm all in on my Dallas Cowboys. Okay. You can say I'm complete prisoner of the moment, and you, well, could be dead right. Right. As Jerry Jones said in his prelude to his Super Bowl talk that he did right after the game, he said, we, we've suffered adversity. We very well might suffer some more adversity. Right. Well, they might. Right. I also think they have a potential. When, when I look down at it, we're going to break it down a little further when we get into our next block here on the show. But I still think there's a potential for the Cowboys to get on a roll and win out. Right. Starting with yesterday, uh, uh, Sunday, obviously, at Minnesota. Then, obviously, they need to take care of business against the Giants, and then they get their little mini buy, and then they get Indy, and then they get Houston at home, so they got a three-game set at home. Right. And then, all of a sudden, they go to Jacksonville, winnable, obviously, yeah. and they come home for a revenge game against the Eagles. Then they have to finish on a Thursday night at Tennessee, which is right. It's tough. It might be as tough a game as they're going to have all year. Right. You could you could make the case for. Yeah. Because they are so physical, and it's going to be cold at home against that be, yeah, you got to you, you yeah. bring your big pads because you have a tackle. They've had a hard time stopping the run all right. year. And then they have to finish at commanders who have found themselves all Correct. of a sudden okay. under Taylor, Tyler, Tyler Heineke, right? Correct. Okay. So I'm buying Dallas, even though statistically I can't really buy them, except that they're, they're number one in sacks and they've allowed the fewest points in the NFL. That's yes. what I buy. So I buy – I buy Micah and company. That's what I buy. And, and we'll get deeper into it. it. It feels like the offense is starting to find itself. Obviously, Dak is back at quarterback. Tony Pollard is emerging as a superstar back to me. So I'm going to go Dallas number one. I got San Francisco, and maybe I'm prisoner of that moment last okay. night. And I agree with you. The, the, the Arizona Cardinals are just crumbling right before yeah. your very eyes. It's, yeah, but they, they quit, Skip. They were playing last night. George Kittle caught a ball, and they got two I Cardinals so on too. the sideline. I'm like, what? They just quit. Yeah. That's how, Skip, that's how you get cut and get your coach fired. Because the GM and the owners looking at that like, they quit on him. They okay. quit. That, Skip, they quit. And I don't like saying that because I've been a player. Skip, they quit last night. There's no way in hell. You're not going to even push him, out to push him out of bounds. You're not going to dive at his feet. You're not going to even make an attempt. At least, like, the camera's watching. Let me yep. attempt like I want to tackle him. Skip, they let the man go down. Right down the sideline. You're, you're on Monday night football. Yes! Right? You, you're in Mexico City, even though it felt like a 49ers home game because, boy, those 49ers faithful, they're everywhere. They, they, they're, they, they're, they're rivaling the Cowboy faithful, Yeah, right? but Skip, you, you best run and get, you best run and get Cliff Kingsbury fired before the season's over. I believe he's done in care. I believe he's done after this season. You but you mess right. around and you, you keep putting stuff like that on tape, yep. they'll fire his ass before the season's over. Okay. 
I got it. But that was still a showcase last night yes. of everything right about the 49ers. So I have them second. Okay. And maybe I'm undervaluing the Eagles. <laughs> they struggled the last two games, Skip. They're starting to show signs of vulnerability. Yeah. The last two games. And it went to the wire, obviously, in Indianapolis. And Jalen Hurts said, no, I got you. Right. And he's gotten them all year. And, and he got them again. But you read the numbers off. They are number one in, in the turnover ratio, which it, 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 they're plus 12. It, it's just the telltale stat. It tells you how good or bad a team right. is. They are plus 12, number one in the National Football League. You can't argue with that. But, Skip, there's something the last two games, though. They had three against Washington. They, they had the three on Sunday. So that's six when they only had three coming into the week. Okay. Think about that. They had three, and all of a sudden they got nine. That's concerning because the it turnover is. thing is starting to happen I more would frequently. Agree. But our Bible pro football focus, it has them ranked number one in offense and number one in defense. Well, it's it's hard to argue with that because right. they've been doing that at a high level all year, except for these little signs of weakness right. here the last two weeks. Just hope they hadn't peaked too soon. Okay. It, okay. I, I have said this from day one. I believe my Cowboys will get even with them on Christmas Eve at Jerry World. Okay. It's on a Saturday night, right. and then the Cowboys follow it five days later with a Thursday night at Tennessee. Right. So they get, you know, like y'all be getting a lot of them. Y'all be getting a lot of mini breaks in there. Just a little break. At they least it's not a four, it's four ten, day. It's a ten-day break. Okay, but right now we're only on a four-day break because we have to play on Thanksgiving, albeit at home on our stage, right? <laughs> and yet we have lost three straight Thanksgiving Day games, which have torn my soul out. I, right? I don't see how I swore okay? though. Okay, and one of them was an Andy Dalton game, but two were Dak. The bookend right. games were Dak. Games. Okay. So we're going to right the wrong of that. This Thursday against the Giants, and we will take a commanding lead, you, you can argue, in the division, but we're still two games back of right. that team. Right. And we got to get even with that team, and I'm still not sold that we can pass that team and right. win the division. I'm not sold on that. Right. Which would mean that very possibly, if in fact we do make the playoffs, I can't, I'm not going to jinx it, so I'm knocking on wood, but... You realize if we don't win the division, our first playoff game could be at San Francisco, yeah, right? Yeah. It well could be. It could be. All right? Or so at Tampa. I mean, you, you definitely could take you could be at Tampa. You're taking your show on the road as a wild card. Okay. I got it. I thought of this last night. I believe if we wind up at San Francisco, I think we can beat them this time. Mm -hmm. That's another revenge game because they made us look foolish and silly in, in the playoff game that we had because we won the division at home last year against San Francisco. Yep. We got outcoached. We got outhit. We got outmaneuvered. We got out everything. We were not ready. You remember what happened right yep. out of the box. They just took it to us, we and we never good. really got back in the right. game. Okay, I believe on the road, my team is, I, I don't know why, my team is more focused on the road usually than it is at home. Mm -hmm. So I would like our chances at San Francisco. We would definitely go in as an underdog, I don't know, three or four point dog. It's probably. funny that I hear you say that you like your chances on the road more so than at home. Most teams want to play at home. Okay, I got my I, whole crowd sleeping, my yada, 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 but you like, no, take my show on the road. It's something about Jerry World's life. You've never had a home field advantage. It's like a national stage and yeah. everybody is comfortable yeah. there. Yeah. It's like, it's for concerts. It's for yes. big, big events. Yeah. It's for a Final Four or a Super Bowl. But it's not really the Cowboys Stadium. Right. It's the World Stadium. I agree. Okay? I agree. All right. So then I've got Philly third, but, but I still respect and fear them. And I'm going to hang in, even though you don't want to do it. 
I, I'm, I've got the Buccaneers at okay. number four. But you might. And, and you know and I know what I've already told you last week when we repicked the Super Bowl. I didn't repick either one of my teams. I said I'm going to hang in against all odds with Tampa Bay over Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. So even though right now in my power rankings, right. my eye test at this moment, I can't put Tampa Bay. In fact, I'm probably putting them too high at number four. Right. But I'm going to put them there because I think they're poised for takeoff. Okay. They're on their bye week. They're going up to Cleveland this coming Sunday. They are three-point favorites at Cleveland. Okay. Is it dicey? Well, Cleveland's yeah. really good on defense, obviously, hit and miss on offense. Yeah. But they can put scares into teams every other week. Right. Okay. I, I think the Bucks can win that one. Then they get the Saints on Monday night football at home. And, again, the Saints just have a quarterback problem that they didn't have, obviously, with Drew Brees. Right. So I think that, that even though the, the first game was a battle at New Orleans, I think the Buccaneers can win that game. Then they have back-to-back brutal. It goes at 49ers and Bengals at home. It, it's tough, tough. They'll right. probably lose one of those two games. Okay. And then they go to Arizona, and maybe by then Kingsbury won't even be the coach anymore. Right. But I think they can win that game, and then they finish Carolina at home and at Atlanta, and I think they win those right. two games. So the point is all they need to do is make sure they hang in and hang on and win the division. Yeah, they're going to win the division. I don't think there's any question, Skip, whether or not they win the division. I think the only, the only difference you got, you got Bucks at four, I got Bikes at four. Yep. I would have had Tampa at five. Um, and at five and five, I just think the thing is, for defensively, we know what they represent. They're starting getting guys healthy, and they're starting to play like themselves. I just, it's just Tom Brady is struggling to score. When have we ever seen Tom struggle to score 20 points? He'd normally get 28, 31. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, this is what we need to get to because Tom is going to put points on the board. And now they're winning ball game nip-tuck. They and are. that's not like him because they're struggling in the red zone. Okay. Normally when they get down in that area, Skip, that was normally automatic. Tom got seven because that's why you couldn't beat the Patriots yep. because they forced you to kick field goals while he got the ball into the end zone. And you end up looking back like we had our chances. We got down there. We were two out of five, and they were four out of five in the red zone, and they end up beating. So that's why I didn't put them there yet. But who's to say that after a while? Because if we re-rank and say uh, a month, if we had like the college football playoff situation, yep. we come back in a month, this thing might be upside down. Okay, but the, the previous Buccaneers game yeah. against the – Rams right. was the first game all year that that obviously Mike Evans and Godwin and Julio all played together, right. all started and finished the game. Right. Well, okay, so maybe with two weeks off, if they can get a little healthier, maybe that starts to click a little better in the red zone. I, I can't argue against anything you say. You, you, I can't throw one stat at you except maybe one that in, in points allowed, they're third overall in the NFC, not in oh, the NFL, in right. the NFC. Okay. They're third in the NFC in points allowed. The defense is pretty to very good, yeah. Oh, especially yeah. on the back end of right. the defense. Right. The, the front end, like what did Philly do? Philly jumped on Sue. Sue is no longer a Buccaneer, right. and they miss him. Right. They don't have Shaq Barrett because he tore his Achilles. Right. They're going to miss that down the stretch because they don't have that pass rusher. Right. They can mix and match with four or five, but they can't have that one guy who takes over games the way Shaq took over the Super Bowl against Mahomes. Well, look, I just throw the Rams out the window because the Rams can't run the football. They don't yep. attempt to run the football. But they did do a great job against Seattle running the football, and that's the question. Down the stretch, yep. when you play these teams, Joe Mixon is in concussion protocol, but I believe he'll be back by the time they face the Buccaneers. He and P. Ryan, they can run the football. Will Jamar Chase be back? We know the 49ers can run the football, Skip. 28 attempts, a buck 59 last night, 5.7 a clip. And, and 
and what amazes me, McCaffrey's very good, but they they don't have that star role. No, 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 no. Right? It's my committee. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. You know, Elijah. So that's what you. And Jimmy G. If you let Jimmy G. go twenty or twenty nine with four touchdowns, you're probably going to lose. You're going to lose. <laughs> but can you trust him to do that in bigger games and playoff games? I just think the thing is, Skip. Now he's shown now come playoff time, he's guiding a team to the Super Bowl, Skip. Now you might say, well, he did get there and he didn't play very well, but there have been very few quarterbacks that's active that can say. I've taken a team to the Super Bowl. And that's normally reserved for the highest of the highest. Mahomes, uh, uh, Brady, yep. uh, Joe Burrow went last year, Matthew yep. Stafford. But they're not a whole deal. It's not like the NFL is littered with guys that's going to the uh, Super Bowl. Joe Flacco is third on the depth chart. He's a guy that can say that. But they're not a whole lot of guys. So Jimmy G can always say, you know what? No matter what they say, I've done this before. Kyle Shanahan will remind him, Jimmy. No matter what the outside world is, the world is saying, yep. you have taken us to the Super Bowl. That is we true. believe in you. Okay. Yet, if we just do quarterbacks of the top four teams, oh, yeah, or, yeah. or you got the Vikings. I got four, the Vikings, okay? yeah. Okay, let's do the top five teams. Okay. Would you have the Bucks at five? Yeah, yeah okay, I got the right, Bucks right. at five, absolutely. Okay. Which of these quarterbacks are the most trustable? Well, oh, and Brady, of course. Okay, it would be Brady down the stretch yeah. in the biggest games yeah. just because he's been there and yeah. done that yeah. so many I, times. Yeah. Okay. I love Jalen Hurts, but he hasn't been there and done any of this, to no, tell you no, the no. truth. And he played that first playoff game against Brady last year, right. and, he, and did he did not play, play well. well. No, they, he did they not. didn't play well. He did not play well. Correct. Okay. So do I trust Dak going forward? I think I do, but I'm not completely sure of right. it. I don't trust Jimmy G, and I definitely don't trust Kirk Cousins going forward. So when I look at the quarterbacks, the only reason I'm hanging in with the Bucs in the NFC is right. because it's down, 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 in part because – there are no superstar quarterbacks no, no, at the top no. where you say, like, is there a Mahomes here? Well, obviously no. there's no Mahomes, right? right? But, but, Skip, all that what you just said of the top five teams, Jimmy G is the second most trustable because he's the guy that's gotten to an NFC he, championship. He he's the guy that's gotten to the Super Bowl. These other guys, Jalen Hurt lost his first game. Dak and and uh, our Cousins. So, Jimmy G is like, hold on. What? I'm, I'm the second most reliable that you can put your money on. Okay, and I'm going to give him this. I'm not a fan. But he did go to Dallas, and he played well enough for them to win fairly convincingly. Yes. And then he went to Lambeau, and, right. and he definitely played well enough for them to beat Aaron Rodgers. He was a dropped interception away from going to the Super Bowl again. He was. If that guy catches yep. that, if that safety catches that football thing, it was yep. tart. You know, if he tart. catches, he's no longer a 49. Skip. If he catches that ball, Skip, it's over. Matt Stafford did what he usually did it's in over. Detroit. He and threw it right at, to him. And we're looking at Jimmy G as a two-time participant in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Would he have won it? I don't know. I don't, Maybe. Oh, that would have been tough. That would have been tough. Yep. I agree. So we're pretty close, but I'm a little more bullish on Dallas. You, you're, a lot, you're a lot more bullish on Dallas and the Bucks than I am because yep. I think you got the Bucks at four. I do. You got the Cowboys. You got the Cowboys at one, 49ers yep. at two, yep. Eagles at three. And, and you still, as much as you don't completely believe in Jalen Hurts, you're still yeah. you're buying Eagles at number one. For the time being. Okay. Like I said, we're going recon- right. to reconvene in a month. Okay. Because <laughs> they, have, they have three or four, I think they have three or four games left. But, Skip, when you look at the 49ers, the 49ers got like, only got five of their last seven games they're are at home. home. They're in the Cowboys. I, I, I did like, oh, I can do, go, and they go into Seattle and they go into the Raiders. Yep. But they get the Saints at home on Sunday. They get the Dolphins, yep. Bucks. Yep. So they got three straight home games. They could win out pretty easily. Yeah. I feel like the season hadn't even started yet. It's just about to start. Yeah. Oh, November, we'll find out some well, things. I mean, yeah, December, December, we'll find out We are out certainly jumping 
into the second half of the season, guys. And when you look at strength of schedule going forward for the contenders, the Chiefs, Bucks, and 49ers have the easiest path. All right, let's dive a little bit deeper into this, gentlemen. The Cowboys, are the real Cowboys the dominant team we saw versus the Vikings or the team we saw get slaughtered by the Packers? Also, has Ben Simmons finally turned a corner? Skip and Shannon unpack all of this and more on the other side of this break. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Ben Simmons getting a hot hand. He dropped a season-high 22 points against the Grizzlies over the weekend. The Nets guard also pulled in eight rebounds and dished out five assists. A 127-115 win. Now Simmons will face his former team, the 76ers, tonight. All right, Shannon, looking down the road, can you see Ben Simmons rounding back into all-star shape? Well, just last week when he scored two points, we said no. We didn't think Ben Simmons could ever recapture the form that he once was as a three-time all-star and an an all-defensive NBA player. Uh, But he scored 11 points in mop-up duty, and then he goes 15 and 22 in the next two games. So two of the three games, he's looked very good. I don't count that first game of 11 points because they gave up 153. Skip, the Sixers are going to be without Joel Embiid. They're going to be without James Harden. They're going to be without – got some foot injuries. Going. What's going on? In, I don't know. Why, why did that – are they walking – are they playing in flip-flops? Joel Embiid with a foot sprain. James Harden has a foot injury. Tyrese Matt, he got a fractured foot. What's going on in the Phillies? It's a foot pandemic. <laughs> it's something's yeah. going on. I'm not going to – I'm not going to read too much into it. Now, Ben Simmons is going where it all started. Now, he already knows what it's going to be like, the reception that he's yeah. going to receive when he goes back. Skip, it's been 800 – 886 days since that game seven. So about two and almost two and a half years since he's going back to the scene of the crime. And it's yep. obviously not a crime, but just cliche. Yep. And so how does he handle that? Because that was the game that everything started to go downhill for Ben Simmons. I don't expect them to have much resistance without James Harden, without Joel Embiid, without Tyrese Maxey. 
they should have a field day. First of all, with Ben Simmons. I mean, Ben Simmons. With Joel Embiid not man in the paint, mm -hmm. it should be a layup line. Agreed. So, Ben Simmons, I mean, he went 11 for 13 to get those 22 points. He might be, he might be 13 for 13 uh, with no, ben, with no uh, Joel Embiid inside, Skip. But look, I, I, for me, I'm going to say tonight, uh, I'm going to give him 10. I'm going to give him 10, 8 assists, 8 rebounds. Um, and he might not even he might not even get an opportunity to play a whole lot because the game might be over fairly quickly. Because Skip, like I said, you take the three best players off any team. You watched Golden State last night without Steph Clay and Draymond, and how do they look? So you take the three best players off any team, you're not gonna be very you're not gonna be very competitive. So I I'm not ready to say that. I'm not ready to say Ben Simmons is all the way back, although he did show some some positive signs. It's gonna be a very interesting to see how he handles the vitriol. Yeah, that come that's going to come back at him because I think last time they, they went back to Philly, I don't think he played. No, he just sat. He just sat. But, but he yeah. did experience. They chanted at him, and they it was profane. And, and yeah. as soon as he touched the ball, they're going to yeah. boo him unmercifully. They're going to yeah. call him all kinds of names, and so that's going to be very interesting. But I'm not willing to say that he's back after scoring 22 points. No. Mm -hmm. Okay, to your first point, it was I don't know a week a week ago, nine days ago, whenever it was. <sighs> You, and then certainly I just wrote off Ben Simmons. I root for Ben Simmons because right. I, I, I think his heart's in a pretty good right. place. I just wonder about his head. I wonder about his commitment to playing basketball right. because it was starting to look like he was having no fun playing basketball. Right. But I root for him because he is supremely gifted in unconventional ways that I've never seen right. before. Right. He's six feet, ten inches tall and long. And yet his fortes are not shooting at all because he, he can't <laughs> shoot a lick. He did, we're going back two games, he, he did stand up there when they hack a bend him in the, in the end and he made three out of four, which was pretty impressive. It was a start. and wasn't a finish, it was just a start. But he is so gifted that he made three straight all-star teams after winning Rookie of the Year, mm -hmm. and then he made back-to-back first-team all-defense. Long, strong, quick. Agile. I don't know if you go athletic. He's just agile to right, me. Right. Where once he gets the ball in his hands going up the floor, he's like Lonzo. He's a long strider, and, and he can run. He, he has high top speed right. with, with the ball, right. and he's ambidextrous. He, I, I never get, Sometimes I think he's left-handed, then I think he's right-handed. Yeah. He's both-handed. I, I think he should shoot free yeah. throws right-handed. I think he should also. <laughs> but the point is he can orchestrate and initiate yes. at a high level. He could easily... If you played him high minutes and, and made him the point, whatever he is, he, he could average 10 assists a night, especially yeah, oh, with yeah. this team because they got marksmen. Right. And, and obviously they got Katie and Kyrie as yeah. marksmen. And yet at 6'10", could he average 10 rebounds? Sure, he could average 10 rebounds. Could he average 10 points? Well, that's it's like a joke to me that the triple-double should be 20. It should start at 20, <laughs> 10, and 10. Right. But – if you could average the Jason Kidd Memorial triple-double, is he capable of doing 10, 10, and 10? Sure he is, because even your th your stats for tonight are up in the ballpark, right? But, right? Skip, that was the thing. Is that that was – is he – I mean, there was a conversation at one point in time, but is he the next guy yep. that's going to average a triple-double? Yep. Because, like you said, he was averaging 17 points, eight rebounds, seven yep. assists, mm -hmm. uh, uh, something like that. Yep. So he was well with on his way, and then all of a sudden, we know what happened in game seven, and it just – Spun off the tracks after that. So now he's saying that the turning point was he had a sit-down, a closed-door with Sean Marks, followed by a sit-down in the hotel room in Sacramento with Jacques Vaughn, the new head coach. Right. Interim, who should looks like he's about to play his way into being the head coach right. permanently. It looks different to me. 
I think Steve Nash was was pretty much a disaster. Right. I, I know it was impossible to coach Kyrie and KD, especially after they said we don't even Kyrie said we don't even need a coach. Right. But there's something that didn't click for Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. And now we're back into that territory of Jeff Saturday. Well, wait a second. Steve Nash never coached a lick anywhere. Nope. So was he was he qualified mental? Sure he was. But right. but again, did did he have the feel for for handling today's players, I, I don't think he did. Well, for me, Skip, with, with a team that when you assemble this team, you're like, okay, championship. And I say, man, that's an awful lot to give a first-year head coach these two guys with this level of expectation in his first job. You probably should have got someone that would had a little more experience than what Steve Nash. I would and agree. Like you said, Kyrie said what he said, and it didn't seem to it didn't seem to ever mesh. It's like you do, you guys figure it out. You because everybody want to be Phil Jackson. You know, guys they, they they start losing the game and Phil would just sit over there with his arms folded and hey, Mike figure it out. Kobe, it, y'all y'all figure, figure it out. out. Right. And everybody wants to coach like that. No, you better get up on your button, call a timeout, and settle these guys down. Yeah, I thought Steve Nash fell into the Jerry West magic trap of. I, I did. I, I'm a. I was a back-to-back MVP. So you guys should do what I did. No, well, they can't. They can't. No. They can't. They don't get it. They, no. they don't have that that vision that you had. Right. Okay. So all of a sudden the decks got cleared. Jacques Vaughn is so much more likable and and easy to play for. Right. And and all of a sudden Ben Simmons looked like he heaved a deep sigh of relief and went out and started looking like he was actually having a little bit of fun playing basketball. Yep. I think it's crucial that he has Patty Mills at his side because Patty Mills knew Ben when he was a teenager in right. Australia. They both have Australian roots, right. obviously. They play on the national yeah. team. And, and so it's, it's, it's crucial to have him. And as Patty said in the story I read here on ESPN by Ramona Shelburne, Patty told Ramona, I, I'm, I'm literally by, him, by his side. When we go to Philadelphia, I will, when he's on the bench, I will be sitting next to him. Right. It's almost like he holds his hand. You right. know, he's... He's his big brother figure. He's right there. I got your back, and and I got my arm around you, and I'm protecting get, you. Get some Beats earpods. Yeah. So that way you'll sound loud. You listen to some music. You can't well, you you, might ignore canceling headphones or something, Skip. Yeah. You don't want to be on the sideline hearing all that foolishness. Okay. So after I wrote him off, then I watched the game the other night, and you talked about losing your top three players. Yeah. Okay, remember, Memphis didn't have John, it didn't have Desmond Bain, and didn't have Jaron Jackson. Oh, okay. okay, well, well okay, <laughs> so you can say all bets are off. Right. But they are a deep team, and they, right. came, they still come at you in waves, and it was still a losable game through three quarters. And every time I looked up, Ben Simmons made another shot around the rim. Right. None of it impressive. I, I'm not even going to show you the shots because you would just scoff and say, well, I, they you, I could make that. I could make jump. that. And I could make that. But he scored 11 out of 13 baskets, which is pretty great. And he got eight rebounds and he had five assists, which easily could have been more if somebody cashes on the shots. So he goes 22, eight and five, albeit against Memphis without, you could argue, its top three players. Correct. And in the end, it was a breakthrough game for me to say, wait a second, I see some Ben Simmons there. Okay. He's starting to resemble that guy who used to play basketball. Okay. But it was a long time ago that that guy played. And yet I'm reading his quotes and he says, my mind is telling me, go be you, but my body is still trying to catch up. And he did make the crucial point that I had forgotten about. He said, I didn't have an ankle, a turned ankle. I had back surgery. Right. 
And he says it takes time to come off the back. Right. Okay, you, I, I'm going to give him that excuse. So, so in other words, you said uh, Ben Simmons pulled a Gino. We wrote him off, but he didn't write back. Okay, huh? he didn't write back. Okay, <laughs> and Gino's still writing his new tickets, I guess. But the the point is, he, he he's saying I have a good support system, and and yet he said with <clears throat> with my mental health, I'm still day to day. I believe that yes. because. That's a day-to-day. That's not something that, no. just, that goes away. Like, oh, it's I'm not going to go away. And he got late-game free-throw demons, which are they're hard to exercise from your psyche. As Giannis is finding out, he's back, he, he, he's back with, with the demons got him. They got a hold of I watched him. that whole game on, was it Friday night? Against Philly. 4-13 against Embiid. 4-14. I think he missed 11. But yeah, he missed 10 or 11, yeah. Okay. And then... He's so dedicated. He tra- he went right back out there and said, "I got I got to make ten in a row before I leave this arena." Right. And he got into it with the crew trying to put work on the, the take the nets down. <laughs> right? The crew like, "Hold on, bro. You try to make ten in a row. We be here at three, four o'clock in the morning. We not wrap this thing up." Right. And I don't think Giannis is a bad guy. No, 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 he went and tried to move the ladder and it toppled. Right. And then it's like, "Oh my God, but, he but threw the ladder." But a, lot, but a lot of guys, you see, a lot of guys like you know have a bad shooting night or something, and they go back out and get shots up. So this okay. is don't make it seem like Giannis is the first guy that wanted to get shots up or no. free throws up after a game in which he didn't play well. I agree. So in the end, this still very young man at six feet ten inches tall is the X factor for this team. I'm not saying they're gonna go win the East, but with Kyrie back, mm-hmm. with KD still playing at a at a high level. Yeah, KD balling. Yep, he's balling. And with the depth that they have of shooters, they have shooters yeah. with, with Seth, obviously, and Joe Harris. Joe Harris looks yeah. like he's rounding back into dead-eye form. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they are at least a contender if Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. And right. I'm not ready to go there yet, but this will be a big hurdle for him just to get through. Even It's almost like the basketball god said, Ben, we're going to give you a break tonight. Right. There's nobody playing for the other team. The, the crowd's still going to be there, so, right. so they're going to have their sixth man, and it's going to be in full throat. And you're going to get you're, – you're going to hear their wrath all, all – as you point out, as soon as you touch the ball, you're going to hear yeah. their wrath. But if he can just get through this, he got through that game as back on March 10th of last year where he sat there in street clothes, so right. he got that out of the way. Right. So if he can get this one out of the way, it's another step toward a rebirth for him. Well, you better be glad my guy ain't playing because – KD went over three from three. I know. You know what? He's starting to. No, 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 But your guy is stuck on dead last. He's stuck on dead last. Hey, we're, co- we're going to talk about your guy in just a few we, minutes. He going to come back? I've been missing him, man. He gonna Where's come he back? been? He'll probably go 20 or 50. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see, 20 of 50, what would that be on percentage? That'd be like 40% from three. That'd be Steph territory. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. He go, huh. You know he get a hot streak. He'll have a hot month. Huh. Would, would you care to bet, like, maybe even just one case on that? I would bet you know one what, case what, of Diet Mountain Dew that he won't go 20 of his next 50. But what happens, Skip, is that we're not, we, we, we moving away from all those threes. All right. You know what? That would be a wise move because you still are virtually unstoppable attacking the rack, mm-hmm. even at your advanced, what is he, 43 now, something like that? He's resting them legs. Yeah, resting them up, yeah. I've been Ooh. surprised. It's been two weeks now that he's been gone. Hey. I, I was shocked by that. Don't be shocked. You know how groins, you know how groins are. Really? I yep. think it's an adductor. I don't even think it's a groin, but w- whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a topic <laughs> for a little Brian. later in the show, guys. Don't. We will <laughs> no, get don't. into that, I assure you.
Back to Ben Simmons. You know, he failed to score in double digits his first nine games. Then he scored 11, 15, and 22. So his yeah. rhythm certainly seems to be building. And, hey, speaking of finding the groove, Skip, let's talk about your Cowboys. Let's. After falling to the Packers as favorites 31-28, to they responded with that resounding 40-3 victory over the Vikings this past weekend, the biggest road win in Cowboys franchise history. Shannon, are the real Cowboys the team that lost at Green Bay or the team that absolutely dominated the Vikings? Well, they're the team, the, 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 they're inconsistent. So they're the team that lost to Green Bay because we see them jump out to this big lead, have a 14-point lead, and end up losing the ball game. Yep. Skip, what we saw Sunday is something that we had never seen before in the history of the Cowboys. They'd been in existence since 1960 yep. and never had, they had a margin of victory on the road like they had Sunday. Now, they had teams that's gone to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, and they had never done this. Dak had the third highest completion percentage in the 60-plus year history of the Cowboys. <laughs> Those don't happen very often. Nope. And so they outgained the team by 285 yards on the road. Now, yep. that's more commonplace than not because the Cowboys have had some really good teams and they've dominated. But a 37-point margin of victory has never happened for the Cowboys in their history. Dak Prescott playing 22 of 25. Skip, you, you, you be at practice and a quarterback doesn't go 22 or 25, let alone in an actual game where people are trying to tear his head off. Things just happen, you know, guy drop a pass, but everything was perfect. Every pass Dak threw. Okay. Does that mean aberration? Does that yeah, mean yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 Skip. That's, okay. that's not who Dak is. All right. Dak is not, is not uh, Drew Brees, a guy that completes 70% of his passes. This guy completed 88% of his passes. That's not who he is. So I think they're more of the inconsistent team, the more that what we saw throughout the course of the year, more of what we've seen the Cowboys over the course of Dak since he's been starting, they've been a very inconsistent team. Now, that's not to say they can't string together some games, but I don't think they're this, no, they're, hell no, they're not this team what we just saw on Sunday, absolutely not. They scored on their first seven drive, didn't punt until the third quarter. We've seen the Cowboys go, what, four or five, and they punt, 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 punt. So, no, I, do, I think they're more of an inconsistent team that can catch fire, but they're a very dangerous team now. They, you mess around and catch them on a day that they're playing their best, you in trouble trying to beat them. If they're playing their best because they got a defense that can shut you down, they got a defense that can go get seven, eight, nine sacks in a the game, they got a team that can now run in the football. What you try to do is run the football and save your quarterback some of those hits. Yep. And I thought Minnesota got away from the run and by trying to throw the football and not let rely, rely on Dalvin Cook. So, But no, Skip, I, I do not think that they're the team – that we saw Sunday. They are not that team. So I think you're saying they're somewhere in between. In between. They're absolutely and, in between. Okay. Yeah, they're absolutely in between. Okay, but you're not sold on what you saw Sunday. No, no, you're no. You're not no. taking that to your no, bank. No, hell no. Okay. You better not either. I'm taking it to my bank. Hold on. You, hold on. You're going to take what you saw Sunday, 40 to 3. The first time in the history you've been following the Cowboys your whole life. My whole life. And since I was 10 years old. And you've never seen them beat a team by 30 plus points on the road. And you say, oh, this is who they are. Albeit a team that was 8-1 and one yes! at home. 8-1? and one? Are you kidding me? A team that had not lost for two months? Yes! The Minnesota Vikings? We did that to them? And you say, this is who y'all are now? I told you yesterday, there it was. There's the blueprint. <laughs> There's the potential Super Bowl showcase. Okay, now I'm going to tell you why that was real and at Green Bay was fraudulent. There are two driving forces on my team, and they're both fairly new. One is on defense and one is on offense. One is Micah Parsons. The other one is Tony Pollard. Right. And I'm going to get to that in just a moment.
So let's look back at what happened at Green Bay. As you point out, we're up 28 to 14 late in the third quarter, and it was starting to feel like what happened at Minnesota. Right. It, it felt like if you finish that off, they were finish offable because they were reeling, man. They, yeah. they had fallen to what, three and six at that point? Yep. If you step on their proverbial throat, if as I called Aaron Rodgers, if, if he's Dracula, if you drive the proverbial stake through his heart right then and right, right there, maybe you you win going away. Maybe you score say ten points in the fourth quarter, and and you win it thirty eight to fourteen. Well, right. then you'd start you start talking to them like you what they did at Minnesota, right? right. You'd yeah. say, oh, there's that team again. Right. Okay, what was the difference? Th these are two flashpoints you and I have disagreed on. And I've been banging the table over here, and now it's glaring to me when I look at at Green Bay, at Minnesota. I'm going to start with my O oh, Micah 11 from heaven. It is still mind-blowing to me that at Green Bay, they let him edge rush 10 total times, right. and they lined him up at inside linebacker 47 times. That's a lot of snaps because Green Bay was holding on to the football a lot, okay. making a bunch of first downs. 10 edge rushes to 47. And I'm out of my mind. And Jerry tried to defend it on his radio show on Monday. He said, we knew Green Bay was going to run the football. Okay. And, and you countered it by putting Mike at linebacker and you stopped it? Did you, did no. you turn it off? No, right. no. They ran for 207 right. with Mike at linebacker. Well, that wasn't a fix. That wasn't a solution. You might as well just line him up at edge rusher. He probably just as good at edge rusher stopping the run as he was <laughs> at linebacker because he didn't do anything. Right. He had no stats across the board. He was just a bunch of zeros across the board. And if you didn't know who Michael was and you watched that game, you still wouldn't know who he was because you wouldn't have seen him Do pop anything. on your TV at all, right? Okay. Do, you, do you even remember him playing? Because I saw him line up. I would see number 11, and then the ball gets snapped, and I didn't see him anymore. Right. Okay? Then what happened Sunday at Minnesota? Well, to me, they woke up or wised up or I don't know. Maybe they just said, we know Minnesota is going to throw the football because that's who they are and that's what they do. And they think they have the best receiver in football in Justin Jefferson. And they added Hawkinson at the trade deadline, who was pretty much a bust in that game Sunday. Yep. But, but still, they think we got Thielen and we, we can do these things. We can throw the football. And Kirk Cousins has been playing for him at a high level. So guess how many times the, the, Mike only played 39 total snaps because Dallas dominated the clock in the football. But guess, guess what? 39 snaps, 38 times, 38 out of 39, he lined up an edge rusher. Right. What happened? You saw what happened. He was born to rush the passer. So, so to me, if you had flipped your script at Green Bay, I do think it would have given you more of an advantage to close the deal in the fourth quarter. He was just playing linebacker in the fourth quarter for the most part. And, and you don't pose any threat to an Aaron Rodgers who went seven of nine in the fourth quarter. But the thing that you have to commend Green Bay that you, like, you frown upon Minnesota, Skip, is that even though they were down Green Bay, they were still running the football. Okay. And, and, and Aaron okay. Jones and Well, Dylan he's been a cowboy killer, as is Aaron Rodgers. And okay? what, what happened with the Vikes? As soon as they got down, throw, throw, throw. Well, now you play in the hands of the Cowboys okay. because they got a fearsome front four that can come get you without blitzing. And then the DQ does a great job. Dan Quinn of D.C. does a great job of sprinkling in. Okay, he'll bring a safety. He'll bring a, he'll bring a corner fire. Cat Billy tried to catch you with a corner fire. Or sometimes he'll blitz. He'll blitz a, a wolf hunter. Okay. But yeah, but they don't blitz mine. No, 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 they yeah. don't. They don't have to. Donovan Wilson used to blitz some, and now they just pretty much hang back and, and play a lot of zones. Skip, I don't have to. If I my front four can go get home, why, 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 why would I need to sacrifice my back end? Right. And, and every time I look up, 
it, it's Micah wreaking havoc because he's drawn two or three. He's right. drawn all the attention. And now Dorrance Armstrong's turning into a near star. And then Dante Fowler and then Sam Williams looks like right. he can play. But right? here's the thing, Skip. Look at through the, the course of this year. How many times have you seen him play like this? And how many times have you seen him be inconsistent? Okay, fair enough. You, you got me. But, but again... It's now it's time. Now you it's takeoff time. Yeah, but skip. Okay. Skip. This is damn near a perfect game. All right, all this right. is a this is a three hundred bowling game. This is a, a, a perfect game in baseball. Okay. All right. Now back to Tony Pollard. You and I differ here. We we depart here. I believe he's turned into a star. I believe the the NFL world is still sleeping on him, and I also believe the Cowboy coaches are still sleeping on him in some ways because they believe Zeke is the ultimate warrior. He has become a team leader. I never thought I'd say that, but he has become a team right. leader. He's become a force in the locker room, on the sideline, and they want him in the starting lineup. Well, at least he started, and he was out of the lineup pretty quickly because Pollard did get enough touches to do what he did. I don't believe they're sleeping on Tony Pollard. I just believe that they realize that, Skip, that he's at his actual best when we minimize his touches to keep him, keep him at his All maximum right. capacity. Okay. Here's why he hasn't exploded into NFL C to signing, shining C sort of popularity or stardom. Mm-hmm. It's because I got to tell you, I, I'm a diehard Cowboy fan. I'm not sure if he walked in here right now, I would right. recognize him with his helmet off. Right. Right? Because have you ever seen him do an interview? No. I don't think I've ever seen him interviewed before. Mm-mm. If he walked in here wearing a number 20 jersey, I might think it was just somebody with a Tony Pollard jersey on, <laughs> right. right? Right. Because I don't know who he is or what he right. sounds like or what he what, right. what he feels like off camera. I don't, I don't have any sense of him. And his name, he doesn't have a nickname, TP. It's not, it's not good enough. <laughs> and Tony Pollard sounds like some accountant to me, right? right. It's, just, it's, it's a pretty bland, plain name. Right. So he hasn't caught fire yet, even though on the field, as I keep showing you the highlights, game after game, he's right. catching, catching, catching right. fire because they can't catch him. Right. Okay, so what happened in overtime at Green Bay? I'm going to show you this one. They win the toss. You, you should at least get three. You got, you got to do right. something. You got to put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers to at least make him go get a touchdown, right. right? Yeah. So if we could see what happened right off the bat, if we could see the first four touches of Tony Pollard in overtime, I think we have him. Here's the first carry that's seven yards he's running through people yeah and then here we go again it's another seven yards run he's running over people if you see that and then we got here he goes again for nine more yards running through people and then they swing it to him and he goes for nine more yards on us because he has that instant acceleration yeah he just he just beats him to the sideline for nine yards okay then we we Come down Y'all start to, holding it. Okay. <laughs> on one of those, one got nullified because Jalen Tolbert incomprehensibly <laughs> lined up offside, like two yards offside. He, he, he looked down the line. He couldn't even see the ball. And I don't know why he went back okay, up because well, the ball you, was behind what, him. What are you doing? And my next question is, why are you in the game in overtime? Because he hadn't been in the game the whole day. I right. don't know what was happening, but he was in the game, and he, he negated one of those plays, the nine-yard yeah, run. Right there, okay, he got okay. – What's he looking at? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe he's a, one of All the right. better blockers, Skip. All right, so here's my point. You just saw what number 20, not number 21, but number 20 was doing to Green Bay's right. defense – after you won the overtime coin toss, right. he's going bam, 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 bam. 
But all of a sudden, you get down to third and three at their 35-yard line. You're all the way down to their right. 35, despite the, the penalties mm -hmm. that you suffered. Right. And on third and three, you throw it. You, you know what happened. You almost get sacked. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He, th he threw it. The, the, the Sam oh. Shields. I mean, the uh, not the the. Um, Jair Alexander play on oh, CD, oh, oh, yeah, CD on the Lamb. slant yeah, route. Yeah, yeah. Okay, should it have been called? Yeah, but you can't let a game at Lambeau come down to a call, a, a bang bang call like that because you're probably not going to get, get it. it. Correct. You you have to find something that is wide open that you hit right. for the first down, or and I believe you made this point. Tony Pollard is on fire. So if you got third and three at the 35, that should mean wait a second. If Mike McCarthy's already saying on second down, I knew we were going for it. Who's who's your hot hand? It's Tony. number twenty. Yeah. Well, what if you give it to him twice in a row? Do you think he could get three yards and two he tries? He I think he should. I think he would get two the, the three yards, right? Skip Tony Pollard is that great six man. You remember Vinny Johnson? Vinny Johnson would come in and light folks up the microwave. Microwave. But yep. all he did, Skip, he was the sixth man. I know. Oh, but this this kid's beyond six man. Skip. He's but, playing like a star. But if you played Vinny Johnson thirty eight minutes, is he going to give you that same firepower? If you played this kid. 50, you know, 35, 40 snaps, can he still give you those explosive plays? I don't believe he can. I don't think the Cowboys coaches believe he can. So okay. that's why they try to minimize the package in which they use it. Okay, but there, you, you have to realize who you've become. You're, you're becoming Tony Pollard. Right. That he, he is your difference maker on offense, right. even beyond CD, beyond Dak. Like, what was the magic formula the other day? What was the magic mix? It was Dak throws it 25 times, but they run it 40 right. times. Okay, right. that's flipping the script because I'll, I'll remind you, last year, yeah. remember, Dak was 0 for 5 when they didn't run for 100 yards last right. year. And Cooper Rush was the only quarterback game winner who went up to Minnesota and won right. without 100 yards rushing because right. they only got 78. Now, overtime, day. Skip, all bets off. Yeah. I mean, you tried to win no, the game I, I now, got it. but, but uh, up until okay. that point, no, yeah. No, I got it. But, but still, you need to utilize him a little more because he's got some magic going to him that is driving your offense. So all of a sudden, you got Micah driving the defense and Tony Pollard driving the offense, and neither was allowed to drive the defense and offense at Green Bay. That's why I think they're much more of Minnesota. That's who they are, was Minnesota featuring Tony Pollard, featuring Micah Parsons. I think that's a bit much. Okay, well, I, I, I'm there. I got it. I'm prisoner of the moment. You can convict me. Skip, you probably haven't seen the Cowboys play five games in your lifetime the way they played Sunday. Five games. And they, I'm talking about to the 70 when they had Roger Staubach and Tony D, and they had all those Hall of Famers on defense with Bob Lilly, Randy White. They had two tall Harvey Martin. They had a lot of great players, Skip. I, I saw some defensive shutdowns, yeah. but not combined with right. the offense. <laughs> I, I saw them beat Detroit in a playoff game at Texas Stadium five to nothing. Yeah, see. See, that's like Raven's ass. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, like what yeah, you were doing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we we okay. kick we kick a bunch of field goals and win a game like that. Yeah, we absolutely did. All right. I am buying the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you. Couple of crucial games left for them, Skip. Of course, this Thursday versus the Giants on the NFL on Fox. Mm, and then week 16 versus Better the Eagles be. and week 17 Eagles. versus the Titans. Ooh, All right, gentlemen, Titans. you were chomping at the bit to get into this. Yeah. It's coming up. Are the Lakers handling LeBron's injury correctly or incorrectly? Let's Correct. get your take on that when Undisputed returns. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? 
if time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, Shannon, LeBron has missed the last four Laker games with an adductor injury. Darvin Ham says the plan is to, quote, be as cautious as possible when it comes to dealing with LeBron's injury. So, Shannon, are you surprised LeBron's been out this long, or does it make sense? No, it absolutely makes sense because growing adductors or whatever they want to call it, soft tissue injuries, those are not one-game injuries, Skip. Those are not something that you just bounce back from. Normally, uh, growing injuries, the severity of them. Some of them you have to get repaired, and some of them you just take, you know, six weeks, eight weeks. He's had an injury similar to this, Skip, and he missed, what, 20-something games. So he missed about six, seven weeks. So hopefully it's not as severe. And what I've been hearing is that it's not as severe as the one that he originally suffered when he first got there. Uh, But, yeah, no, being a professional athlete and having injuries is different because, Skip, if I'm – work a nine to five and I go play pickup basketball and I tweak my ankle, I tweak my groin, I can still go do my regular job. But if you're a professional athlete and you have one of these injuries, your job is not to just do your job. You got to do it at the elite level. Mm. And so you're asking LeBron, like, if you can't run, you can't change direction. And Darvin Hammond saying, look, he's still getting his work in, but that's a one on nobody's workout. That's a five on nobody's workout. I can control that. But when you get in the game and people bumping into him and you got to pick up speed and all of a sudden you got to stop, you got to change directions, nah, he's not there yet. Uh, I believe as long as he still can get, say, 55 games in, he's going to break Kareem's record this season. You think so? I do. I do. But but he's going to have to get at least 55 games in, Skip. He's going to have to get 55 games. I think the thing is also what's helping is that AD has been on a tear. He's averaging 35 points, almost 18 rebounds a game. Yep. You got Dennis Schroeder coming back. You got Thomas Bryant came, came back. Mm-hmm. And so you got guys coming back that can trip, chip, chip in yep. and help some of the offensive load and also help uh, 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 AD on the defensive end. Anchor, Austin Reeves has been playing unbelievable. Uh, Russ has settled in and played his role. Look, go turn the ball over. But if you're going to give me 10 assists tonight, I, I, I can skip. I'm going to live with four turnovers. I'm going to live. If you're going to give me double-digit assists, I'm going to live with the four it's turnovers. Like death and taxes, you're going to get four, <laughs> maybe I, five. I, yeah, I'm going to live with it. But, uh, yeah, it's November. Hopefully, uh, <clears throat> maybe by – he missed a couple of more games and he's able to come back and he doesn't have any more setbacks. But, uh, yeah, this is the right approach to take, Skip, when you're dealing with a groin injury, adductor, whatever, hip flex or whatever the case may be, this is not a single-game injury. Okay, so they're 15 games into this season. They're 5-10. and 10. Right. 
They have won three straight games against, obviously, Brooklyn without Kyrie, then Detroit, then San Antonio, what's left of the Spurs. Y'all woke up and like, hold on. Are we trying to get Wimby Yama or not? Yeah, we are. (laughs) We, we, We are. So you have three games there, and I kept looking at those three games as LeBron possibilities to go for 30 or maybe, who knows, 35 or 40 against those kinds of teams. Right. And yet, miss, miss, miss. Right. And that told me serious, serious, serious. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. okay, so this is no trifle. This is this is no this is nothing to sneeze at Mm-mm. and scoff at. Mm-mm. Okay. So they're 15 games in. That means there are 57 games left in the year, and you want him to get 55 total games in. Once he comes back, he's gonna to have to pretty much stay back yeah. to, to get to 55, yeah. right? Yep. And yet. I still say he, he's at least top five driving the basketball in this league. He can still play bully ball with the best of them. He, he just might still be the best driver of the basketball. He doesn't get the calls the way he used to. And he does get hammered and pounded. Yeah. So the problem you have is your strength can turn into your weakness because if, if you're going to attack the rack, you, you, you're going to take some shots. Yeah, but as you get older, Skip, you just can't do it. Michael Jordan didn't drive the ball no. nearly as much if he started getting older. Kobe didn't drive the ball. Okay, they got really Michael good at that. Michael per- perfected that little fadeaway. And it's, Kobe, it wasn't that far. It's like eight feet, ten feet fadeaway. Yeah, yeah right? right. They started playing in the mid post. Yeah. Uh, and so, Skip, that turnaround, that fadeaway, it okay. was money. Okay, I don't see that from LeBron. He'll go through stretches, but his fadeaways are, are deeper to me. Yeah. They're, they're, they're 20-foot fadeaways. And they're spectacular when they go in, but they're hard to get on a roll. Yeah. And his free th- his three point shooting right now is at the dead last yeah. bottom of the league. So he's off to a horrendous start. And he's under seventy percent from the free throw okay. line. All right. So wrong, wrong. But you're still incredibly gifted. Your your athleticism remains pretty much intact to me to my eye test. Mm-hmm. Where if you're feeling good and you explode to the rim. You still look like LeBron James right. to me, right? Yeah. So if if your goal is to obviously catch and pass Kareem, you're still 1,077 points shy. Right. Man, that seems like a lot. You're, you're not even under 1,000 yet. Right. We, we can't even start any countdowns nah. yet because we're too far from a countdown, right? right? I, I just skipped it, but here's the thing. Driving the basketball does what to your groin and to your adductors? It's, 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 it's the worst. T- yeah. It's the worst. So that's why. Plus, you're going to get knocked off balance. You're going to land awkwardly. That's yeah. what happened the other night. He, he came down awkwardly, and it pulled. Yeah. Okay? It, it starts to happen. Yeah, people don't pull groin shooting jumpers. No, <laughs> they don't. I mean, I guess it could happen in yeah, some weird yeah, mix. Right. Somebody fouled you or right. submarined you or whatever. Yeah. But, but the point is, they don't. But th- this is where it all happens, unless it's on the defensive end. But he's not going to, as you say, sit in the chair a right. lot. Right. No, 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 no. Okay. So if, if y- you keep bringing up the fact that Carl Malone just thought it was a done deal. Yeah. He was going to pass Kareem, and then it wasn't a done deal yep. because Father Time said, uh, sorry, Carl. Right. And I, I knew Carl very well. In fact, I campaigned for the Dallas Mavericks to draft him, and they passed him right by. But the, the point was – he exploded to the basket. That's what he did. Right. And over time, he, he took he, – listen, he delivered a bunch of yeah. shots too. But, but, Carl, but Carl didn't take any games no, off, Skip. No. I mean, he didn't miss – Carl no. Malone didn't miss – but back then, nobody missed games. He Everybody was damn near played 82. Unless you had a broken ankle, a broken leg or something, Skip, you played. 
sometimes I think you plant seeds in the in the back of the mind like, oh, I, I could get hurt, so I should start taking back-to-backs off. Yeah. And then you do get hurt because you start thinking about it. Yeah. It, it's like going back to the great Leroy Jordan, the middle linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. He, he told me once upon a time, the, the harder I play, the healthier I stay. Right. Well, well isn't in, in that the truth? Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> you find right. yourself loafing around, standing yeah. around, and then somebody gets slung over the pile and they come flying out of control and they hit you because you're not paying, because you bull jabbing and boom, you get hurt. Okay. So, obviously, it, it would be a spectacle to see LeBron pass Kareem. It, it'd just be yeah, great it's theater. Happen. Okay. It's going to happen. Well, is it for yes. sure? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I'm starting to wonder because I used to call him Iron Man, and I can't call him Iron Man anymore. Now, right? The, the, I He's mean, starting to look like Plastic Man to me. Well, I skip. I mean, you know, you go to what eight straight finals. I mean, think about that. I mean, eight straight finals, and we saw what happened to players that went to all those finals. I mean, when Steph went to all those finals, he missed a whole year with a wrist, and Clay missed two whole years, and they, they just they just fell apart. He went to eight. So they they finally go win a road game at Houston. And then they they just all sit. (laughs) Everybody sits the next night. Okay, well, that's the new NBA. That is. Because once upon a time, we just broke through on the road. We finally, we're now one and eight on the road. Let's go do it again. And I think that's why it's going to be so hard if LeBron does get this record skip for someone to break it because they just don't play enough games anymore. Everybody's taking, I mean, guys are load managing at bare minimum 10 games. And if you get Nick, that's another five to 10 games that you're going to be out. So you're playing probably, you know, would have guys played 80, 82? I mean, 82 games, playing 82 games skip was a normal occurrence. Yep. I mean, it, it was. was like it was like a bad, it was like a bad, you're like, man, got all 82 of them in. I went to work on eight. Punch the clock 82 well, times. Look at Jordan, how many times he yeah. played 82, and a couple times he played 81. Yeah. Okay. So for LeBron, it's starting to be diminishing returns because if he goes in and tries to be LeBron, he's at risk. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So now. You say he needs to cut back on his threes, but I think he's thinking in his mind, all I got is a three because it's the safest shot. I'm not going to get hurt shooting three-point shots. Well, I might know, get hurt psychologically. The thing is, Skip, if they're gonna, if he goes to the basket, you got to pay it off by hitting your free throws. You do? It doesn't do you any good to go to the basket, get fouled, and then you miss the free throw. Okay. You, you put yourself in harm's way for what return. I agree. And it, it even worse doesn't do you any good if you drive it and get hammered and they don't call it, right. and you yeah. stand under the basket saying, what? And they go down there the and dunk gotta, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> got the ball going the other end. <laughs> but he'll get the record, and I'm going to be in attendance. Well, you better be. I'm going to be we'll in attendance. We'll miss LeBron yeah. this evening, guys. Feeling We're taking the on the thing. 10 and 2 Suns, second in the know. Western Conference. He going to stop saying that. Wonder. Y'all stop wondering. wondering. You trying to manifest something. I'm going to be right there you, in the tennis with you. need to get a hold of Jason Momoa and see if Father like, Time can back off. Get that thing, LeBron. I'm going to document that one. Back off, Father Time. Leave him be. Leave him alone. Because we, we, we have our last dance documentary. Get that record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're going to be using some of my footage. All right, maybe I think I'm watching it right now. You a hater. You're just a flat out hater, man. Last dance. We got to leave it there, guys. Let's move back to the NFL. The Jets, is it time for them to make a quarterback change? They're sitting there at the bottom of the AFC East. That's coming up next right here on Undisputed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The United States men's national team played their first match yesterday. They got on the board first thanks to this Tim Weah goal in the 36th minute. The U.S. though uh, couldn't hold the lead after a Gareth Bale penalty kick knotted up for a 1-1 final. Team USA back in action Friday to face England at 1 p.m. Eastern only on Fox. Back to football across the pond over here. Following the Jets' 10-3 loss to the Patriots, Zach Wilson was asked if the offense let New York's defense down. Wilson responded with just a simple no. When asked if there's going to be a quarterback change, head coach Robert Sala said, quote, we're keeping everything on the table over the next few days. Shannon, some big decisions here. Should the Jets bench Zach Wilson? Skip, if you feel he's holding the team back, hell yeah, you bench him. But you have to understand what you're going to do to the man's confidence. I agree. Now, as a player, I ain't give a damn about his confidence. I'm not the head coach. The head coach has to worry about that. I'm trying to get the best 11 on offense, the best 11 on defense, and the best 11 special teams player to help increase my chance. Mm. Skip, this smug cavalier, they ask him a simple question. Do you feel you're holding the team back? He's going to talk about no. Skip, we've seen players, when they drop a pass or they give up a touchdown, I let my team down. This joke out here throwing for 22 yards, and he going to talk about no? They ask you, did you let the defense down? No. What? No. The did defense you? held him to three points. Three right? points. Yeah. Three. Okay. How you, are you, do you feel like you're helping this team win ball games? I wonder what his question, his answer would have been to that. Skip, I think uh, Robert Sala owed it to his team. You owed the 53 guys, not just one and his feelings and his confidence. I understand he was the second pick in the draft. But, Skip, I believe this team is defensively, they can, complete for a, they can compete for a playoff spot. They're that good defensively. I saw them up close. Now, that's not, that's not to say, you know, the Broncos leaves a lot to be desired. But they got players, Quinny Williams and, and, and Sauce Gardner, and those guys, they mm-hmm. can play. Yeah, he said championship caliber defense. I won't go that far, but it's a playoff caliber. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But they got a playoff defense, mm-hmm. and they got a Bud Bowl offense. Mm-hmm. And he's the reason why. They, look, Skip, they got Garrett Wilson. They got uh, – I'm trying to look at the player. They got Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. They got some nice players. Brees mm-hmm. Hall got injured. He did. Uh, uh, so they got nice pieces on the offensive side of football. Brees Hall was a huge loss for him. Yeah, for him. but he, he holding them back, Skip. I know. He is. And so, I I, and Skip, how you gain two yards? You gain two yards of offense in the second half of an NFL ball game. Mm-hmm. Two no, Skip, I, 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 at, at this point, you, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to lose your team if you don't. Robert Sala is out of envy the position that he's in because he wrecks the guy's confidence if he snatches him. He does. You lose the team if you don't. Okay, just for the record and just for perspective, Bill Belichick has done this to a lot of young quarterbacks, and his two worst games by far this year came at the hands of Belichick's defense because he had a QBR 28 and then the other day 25. It, it, it happens against New England, but it happened twice, and it went from bad to worst. Okay, so now to your point. The worst thing this kid is doing is he has gone to war with the New York media. It's I got to tell you, you I, I know it because I have a lot of friends in that media, and I've watched it up close and personal for many, many years. I lived up there for 13 years. You're going to lose. You they can't are be undefeated. Yep. If you go to war with them, you're going to lose your locker room because what he was doing is he, he didn't like the question. Right. He was 
he, you know, he was trying to just dismiss the question, right. like, you're attacking me, I'll, I'll just snub you. I, I won't right. even answer your question. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then how does that reverberate in your locker room? Badly. Yeah, they're looking at you like, Skip, uh, I would skip. You have to understand, I, I, I get to speak from spirits on this one. I was on the 2000 Ravens as an offensive player. And if, yeah, we let them down. They gave up seven points and we lost the game. How did we not let them down? I'm sure there were moments early that year where they were not happy yes! with you in the locker room. Yes! Right? But as a veteran player, and, and you know, and, and Ray and I, uh, uh, and, and Rod Woodson, we were the best of friends. And I'm explaining to them, it's going to take us some time, but we're going to correct it. Now, if you think we're going to be the, the Minnesota Vikings of 98 and score 35 points, you're out your mind. Yeah. You're going to have to make do with 14 to sometimes 14 to 17. Can you win? We get you 14 to 17. Shay, if y'all just give us a touchdown, give us a touchdown early, give us a, 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 a 10 points. We got it from there. Hold on. Y'all got it from there. If we give you 10 points in the first quarter of the first half, yep. yeah, we got it, Shay. Okay, Trent. Okay, guys, they say we give them 10. Trent Dilfer. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, guys, Jamal, hey, bro, I need you you to break a couple extra tackles. Hey, Q, I need you to make a big play here or there. uh, uh, Jermaine Lewis, okay? But, yeah, you have to understand. They gave up three points, and you got – you were 9 of 22. Nine for 77 yards. And you talk – and they ask you, did you let the defense down? You're like, no. Mm. All right, now to your biggest question and point. (laughs) So, back in 2018, I said no to Sam Darnold. You liked him, but, but I said no, and they took him, right. and, and they lived to regret it because it's, it's the third overall pick, and you, it's just hard to climb back out of that. Yeah. So then you wind up two years ago with the, the second, second overall, and they locked in, they homed in on Zach Wilson like from jump. From jump. And I'm like, what are you doing? Because I didn't see enough of him. I just said, I, I don't love this. I'm not sure about him. Yeah. And now nobody's sure about him. And obviously, they left a bunch of other quarterbacks on the table, Trey Lance and obviously Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Jones, And you could argue all day and all night about those. But all of a sudden, you still got this kid the Cowboys once drafted in the fifth round, Mike White, who started three games a year ago. And in one game at home against the Bengals, he threw for 405 when the Bengals were pretty much rolling. And he beat them. He went one and two, and his his touchdowns and interceptions were five to eight. But in that game... He was three touchdowns to two interceptions, but he threw for 405. And the Jets faithful love him because he's electric and he's fun to watch. Yeah, a lot of times when you draft somebody to go to that New York market, it's not so much if they can play or not, it's the personality. Yeah, I agree. Eli Manning was perfect. Yeah, they, he was up, Eli Manning was like... He's sleeping through it. <laughs> that is, no, they could have made Eli. Sometimes I thought he was taking a nap while he was playing. <laughs> they could have Nothing made bothers him. Right. Nothing bothers him. Even now in all of his media, nothing bothers him. The booze, the yelling, no. the screaming. Uh-uh. Eli, Eli was just like this. Yep. But he knew, thanks to his dad, yep. thanks to having an older brother, yep. brother mm-hmm. he understood he how did. to navigate. I'm never going to say anything inflammatory. I'm going to say I played bad. I'm going to put the onus on me. They played the best. They did a good job. I've got to do better. Three he, times he led the league in interceptions, Eli. Three times. But he but, beat Brady in two Super Bowls. He, He's golden. Right. And, and he knew, he, he knew Skip. Mm-hmm. And the media was killing him. Killing him. I'm a Manning. I got this. Okay. Yep. Take some advice. You, you need to understand the, the predecessors, not necessarily in your organization, but look at guys how they have navigated the media from a Jeter to an Eli Manning, yep. to some of those other yep. great... Jeter never said anything, but he always said all the right things. 
He just cliched you to death. Okay. He shrugged it off. He went on about his business. And even in the docs that I've seen lately, he admitted, I, I never said, it's like Brady. Yeah. I, I never said anything honestly to you guys. I couldn't. Yeah. I knew you had a job to do, and that was the, my job, right? right? Okay, <laughs> Eli was To keep y'all out of my business and keep y'all from writing negative things about me. <laughs> that is correct. So to your point, if you pull the plug on this kid right now, you're going to risk losing him, and all you did was invest in him as the second overall pick. Are you ready to go to Mike White? Are you ready to go back to Joe Flacco just to get you through the night, just to give this kid a break for the rest of the year and try to salvage him next year? Yes. I, boy, I yeah, don't man, know. This, uh, is, this is a damned if you do or don't. The Jets defense is only giving up 20 points a game, but in the last five weeks, they're only scoring 13. Yeah. And th they're not... Out, they're six and four. Right. They went into that game against New England at home, six and three. Right, and, okay. that, and that's the thing, though, Skip. You say, well, a lot of times he's putting them in harm's way. Yep, that's the problem. He's not like he's not making any. He's not making plays for offense. But hell, you helping the defense. I'll tell you what, if I ran that organization, I would be hard pressed to pull the plug on him right now, just because I've invested so much in him. And a lot of the players have spoken up in favor of him, but I think they're just doing – Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because what, I'm, you know. I'm sure deep down on lie detectors, nobody's got any use yeah, for Yeah, he's good and terrible. Yeah, that's what they're thinking right now. <laughs> so, but the point is, if you yank the plug, you're, you're kind of starting over. You really want to start over? It, are you sure Mike White's your future? May, no, 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 he's not the future, Skip, but I just need to – what about do a hard reset? You know, I just turn it off, leave it off of, like, Two or three, like two or three hours. So I leave it off for like two or three games. Okay, well, you might want to leave it off for the rest of this year <laughs> and then hope you could salvage next I don't, year. I don't, know about, I don't know about all that, Skip. But I tell you what I would do. Mike White won a couple of games. He's staying in there. Do you like Tyler? What they do, what they do with Tyler Heineke? Mm -hmm. Taylor Heineke. Taylor. I don't keep yeah. that man. It's okay. You, you see, he goes by both. <laughs> you see, hey, yeah. what, what did uh, Ron Rivera say? All of a sudden, we're going to see how Carson Wentz, how his thumb, has finger comes along. He ain't getting that job back unless Tyler Heineken, Taylor Heineken just jumps off a cliff. He's not getting that job back, Skip. But Heineken's got the great personality, too, because he doesn't even care. He's like, this is all gravy to me. This yes. is icing on my cake. They I look, don't care. Oh, I'm going to get me a new pair of shoes yeah. in the color of the teams that I beat. <laughs> That's his thing, Skip. And the, and the guys are rallying behind that. They have. But, Skip, his teammates are not rallying behind him. No. And so I, I don't care. You can stay with him, but they're not rallying behind him. No. It's a mess. It, it, See? The Chicago Bears have been calling huh? on the Jets this Sunday, guys. Justin Fields rolling up in there. Mm -hmm. All the action he might on not the be NFL up in Fox. No, no, he's Should be interesting to watch. Yeah. All right. How much pressure is riding on Dak against the Giants this Good Thanksgiving? Question. Let's dive into that matchup yeah. when we come back here on FS1. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Giants this year, 23 to 16 on the road with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Dallas gonna face New York on Thanksgiving on Fox. This time though, Dak Prescott at quarterback and his nine-point favorites. That, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. So Shannon, on a scale of one to ten, how much pressure is on Dak? 
Well, it all depends on what the expectations are. Skip, tell me what Dak Prescott fixed. What's your expectations of Dak Prescott and this team this season? I picked him to go to the NFC Championship game. So with that, in this game, you've got an NFC Championship game. I'm going to say it's pressure is a five. Because I think the thing is now you're going to say the pressure is ratcheted up because of what you just saw on Sunday. And because of what you saw Sunday, you had them the number one team in your power rank. I did. Off of one game. They were creeping up there already. <laughs> they creeping up. Yeah. I thought they would have took a tumble after blowing a 14-point lead. Mm. I'm going to say five, Skip. But look, all the top-tier quarterbacks, everybody that, that that's right there bundled up, I mean, they're Kansas City and Tampa, everybody that's bundled up, there's an expectation. And the pressure starts to come along with expectations. But considering Dak has been in this position before, I believe they have the better team. I think a lot of the pressure that Dak put, it, it places on himself, he feels that he has to be perfect. He feels like he's competing, trying to show everybody, I'm a top this quarterback. You don't have to. You got a team around you. Let him do the work. You don't got to go out there and throw for 400 yards. Last week, 22 or 25. I'm not expecting that every week. I'm not expecting that ever again in his career. But I just think sometimes he just puts too much on himself and he tries to be too perfect. Uh, I'll buy that. The throws that he made to Tony Pollard, those are routine throws. Okay, yep. make those. Yeah. You Although the, the wheel route, that's pretty sweet, man. Yo, that was a long hey, handoff, Skip. That was a long handoff. I know, I know but it's, it's not simple. No, no, no. With no. touch. Because here's the thing, Skip. The guy's so wide open, you know you hit him as a touchdown. Yeah. And sometimes you, you – ah! Uh, but he dropped it right down the chimney. It's just like here. Right. It, it, it caught Tony Pollard. He didn't yes. have to catch it. Go ahead. So, sometimes he gets locked in on his – and I like the fact, Skip, he's not forcing the ball to CD. Hey, Noah Brown, you get one. Michael Gallup, you open. You got single coverage backside. I'm going to come to you. Hey, Dalton Schultz, hey, I haven't forgot about you. You know me and you got a great report together. Yep. And I think when he spreads the ball around, sometimes quarterbacks get locked in. I got a number one. I got to give him X amount of targets, and you start to force the football. As long as Dak lets the game come to him, yep. Dak will be fine. I'm only giving him the five because I think they're going to blow the doze off the Giants. Okay. I understand it's a division game, but I think they're going to blow the doze off him. I hope you're right. I think you're right. But when it comes to pressure, pressure equals expectation. Yes. Mine is extremely high. <laughs> so pressure on Dak is at a nine on a scale of Ow. ten because – you have to validate. You, you have to do the Texas two-step because you went up and did that up there at Minnesota. And I told you sitting right here in this chair on Monday morning, was that a predictor or an indictment? Because if they come and lay another Thanksgiving Day turkey egg for all the world to see, it's an indictment what they did at Minnesota. Am I right? It would be. But let me ask you a question. If they win a close ball game, let's just say they win on a I'll Brett I'll take Murphy. it. I'll, I'll just take it. Okay, so it's just too hard to win games in this league. I will take it okay. and run with it. Okay. I might not love it, but I'll take it. <laughs> okay, okay. Because if you could get me to what, what would they be? Eight, eight and three. three. Yeah, eight and three. If you could get me to eight and three with the mini ten day bye, right. going into two more home games against Indy and Houston, I'm sitting pretty, man. Right. I'm in the proverbial catbird seat. Yes. Okay. Expectations. What what do I know? I know that New York is also seven and three. So we have two seven and three teams, and my team is a nine-point home favorite. Yes. The odds makers are laughing at the Giants because they're saying they're about as fraudulent as Minnesota was, yes. right? Yep. 
Well, what were we up there? It was a one and a half. One and a half, right? Okay. Well, they're they're saying the Giants are bigger frauds than than Minnesota, yeah. right? And yeah. they well might be. I, I don't have great respect for them. I know it's a new day with the new coach and it's all a blah, blah, game. blah blah blah. I I got it, and it is a division game, and usually those they get play harder. Our, yeah. Especially when you get to late November, December, they just get harder right. and harder within the division. Okay. I'm going back to Cooper Rush. I know you think he's just a guy, and I called him a season-saving godsend. Right. All I know for sure is he reset the bar for Dak Prescott. And I was the first thing out of my mouth on Monday morning. Dak just lived up to what Cooper Rush had done at Minnesota last year in his first ever start. Cooper Rush right? could never play a game like what Dak played on Sunday. Okay, Do you right. agree that's as close to perfect as you can get? Okay, I got it. But Cooper Rush went up there in his first ever start against virtually the same team with a different coach, right. albeit with a different coach. But the personnel was just about the same. And he throws a late touchdown pass with 51 seconds left to win the game with 325 yards passing. Pretty good. More yards passing than Dak had, even though Dak was 20. It was all world, all yes. time, yep. 22 of 25. Right. Cooper Rush, I think, was 22 of 40. So he threw it a bunch of times, but 325 and hit Amari Cooper with a 51-second left touchdown pass to pull it out right. with a clutch throw. Okay, so the bar got set higher because, remember, Cooper Rush – Gets thrown into the fire this year, and he beats Cincinnati with three late clutch throws in the last minute to set up a Maher 50-yarder for the walk-off against okay. Cincinnati. That's the defending AFC champ in game number two right. when it all seemed lost. Then he goes up to the Giants. Just remember, he set the bar higher because he did go up there. It was Monday night football. The one at Minnesota last right. year was Sunday night. So you're on the solo Monday night stage against the red-hot big blue Giants. And remember, Saquon busted loose, and all of a sudden it's 13-6. to six. He went 43 yards for yeah. a score. So it's 13-6 it's to six Giants mid-third quarter, right? Yep. What does Cooper Rush do on back-to-back -back drives? He goes 12 of 13 for 129 yards on back-to-back -back drives, late third quarter, early fourth yeah. quarter, to seize back control of the football game, and they won by 7, 23 to 16. Well, okay, am I saying Cooper's better than Dak? I'm not saying that. I was happy Dak was back. I said, show me. I, I just appreciate the fact that Cooper Rush, he, he just lifted the bar up here, said, okay, I did that at the Giants. So you can't tell yeah. me there's not new pressure on Dak to do this against the Giants. Isn't that your expectation for your backup, Skip, to come in and hold the fort down for a week or two? Yeah, but he did it for way more than a week or two because he, he just kept doing it to everybody. He, he beat the Rams at the Rams when they were still credible. The Rams were the Ram, the Ram okay. incredible. The Rams have been bad for a long time. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. This year, this okay. year they have. So here's what Tony Romo said. In the middle of the fourth quarter, it's a blowout game at Minnesota the yeah. other day. He just goes off on, on a Shannon Sharp Memorial soliloquy <laughs> where he starts talking because Cooper Rush came in, obviously, right. for, for garbage time. And he said, this is Tony Romo. I'm going to quote him. Cooper is better than people realize. He gets the ball out quickly. He looks people off. He knows the offense at a very high level. He gets to the right play. He makes checks. He does it so naturally in phase and makes everything flow and gets it simple. Under duress, he gets ball, rid of the ball so accurately, so consistently. Okay, well, that's I, I kept telling you, I, the harder I looked at what Cooper Rush did, the better it looked to me. Here's Tony Romo. Bottom line, he says, I think Cooper is going to get a big contract after this year, and we'll see some team believe he is a starting quarterback. I do, said Tony Romo, the ex-Cowboy quarterback. Okay, y you believe that's just a bunch of bull jobs, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, 
I believe that he is correct about this. And the only reason I bring it up is because Cooper Rush did that. And again, you can say you want your backup quarterback to do that, but a whole lot of teams don't have a backup quarterback that could have gone up there and beaten the Giants on a Monday night when they're hot at uh, home. They weren't quite hot yet. They were, they, they, they were they, getting they, there. They, they were already they, a surprise. They, 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 they turned into getting hot. Uh, like I said, Skip, I just think the thing is with Dak, as long as Dak, because sometimes he, he starts to hear things. And as long as he doesn't start to hear things, as long as he's like, you know what? I'm Dak Prescott. I've done this. I've won playoff okay. games. So I've he, been the starting he, quarterback you know for an extended period of time. He should feel way better about himself because yes. he lived up at Minnesota. He lived up to Cooper Rush. He lived up to the contract. He lived up to the commercials, right? Yeah. He did. Why you keep talking about he lived up to Cooper Rush? Because Cooper Rush went up there last year and beat him. Beat Kirk Cousins, who but you, you got like. no, but you got no respect for Kirk Cousins, so that's not okay, hard to do. But you do. That's not you, hard to you do. do. You do. You picked them to. You yes. the Vikings. They're rolling, man. They hadn't yes. lost in two months. Yes. So you you got to give Cooper Rush a little bit of credit for that was his first ever NFL start to go up there and beat them on Sunday night football. Well, he, okay. That was his best chance because they didn't have any tape on him. It's it's hard okay. to figure somebody out when you hadn't seen him a All whole right. lot. Okay. I got you. I'm just saying my bar on this side of the table for Dak Prescott went up to here. And he lived up to it, and here we go. Here we go. I what? just need him to go close this deal on Thursday. Well, normally, Skip, when you're trying to clear a bar, you don't put it at the highest height. No. You, you go no. up in increments. He, and you already he set it up. I don't know. No, you already got it up here. Can you okay. say Monday? It, it, it went up game. about a foot if this is the high jump. It went up about a foot. How about raising an inch? You know, <laughs> okay. People don't raise the bar by a foot. Do you know how long Dak has been ordinary? Do you know how long? That, that was a revelation on Sunday. He's been ordinary. He had the ball four times at Green Bay in the fourth quarter in overtime and scored zilch. Yeah. Zilch. You do realize okay. that everybody is not Mahomes and Brady. Oh, and I, got it. I know. I got it. But but we have seen flashes from Dak. Yes. Greatness, ordinariness, right? But the great ones, what do they do, Skip? They show you the flashes sure. more often. They do. I got it. I, I hope we're, we're a flash <laughs> that's going to stay flashing here. Oh, okay. I need more flashes. Okay. Yeah. Cowboys and Giants have identical records coming into this one, guys. But, Skip, your Cowboys are heavy home favorites. All right, still to come here on Undisputed, do the Broncos have a chance at turning around their 3-7 and seven season, uh, Shannon? We'll dive into that one when we come back. Well, this past Sunday, Russell Wilson and the Broncos fell to 3-7 on the season after an overtime loss to the Raiders. Denver dead last in the NFL, averaging 14 points a game, and they've lost their last six of seven. Shannon, your thoughts on how they can possibly fix this and salvage the season? They're not fixing it this year. Russ just has to play better. Russell Wilson has not played well. There's no other way around that. He has not lived up to what they expected when they signed him. They gave up two first-round picks. They gave him a quarter of a million dollars. And the long-term solution, you're a quick fix. Bro, when they give you that type of money, when you trade for a veteran quarterback and you give that up, Skip, you're, they believe we're a quarterback away. That's what they believe. When you make a trade like that, you believe you are a quarterback away. But let me tell you what the Broncos, the Broncos would have the best record in the NFL if they average 19 points a game, or if they average if they average what they averaged last year with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, which was 19.7, they'd be nine and one. Mm. Or the year before when they had Drew Locke and he had 15 interceptions, he averaged 20 points a game, they'd be nine and one. Or the 20 points with Case Keenum in 2018, they'd be nine and one. Or what about 19 points when they had Trevor Simeon and Tim Tebow in 2011? They'd be nine and one. 
Russell Wilson has seven touchdown passes. Joe Flacco has five, and he hasn't played since week three. Mm. Now we can talk about we can talk about Nathaniel Hackett. We can, because when Russ was in Seattle, oh, they said, "Oh, Russ off script." None of, none of the coordinators got Daryl Bevel, whoever the quarterback uh, coach or uh, OC was, got no credit. This was all Russ, Russ, Russ. Now Russ looking like some stir fry. You want to blame Nathaniel Hackett? You want to blame Clint <laughs> Kubiak? You want to blame everybody else? Put the blame on number three. He's been some trash this year. And let me tell you what it's starting to look like. Maybe I'm overreacting because it's a little personal to me because that's my team. Yeah, it's starting to look a lot like a Herschel Walker trade, mm. but not in a good way for the Broncos. Ain't no fixing this this year, Skip. This is a lost cause. Mm. You're not winning this year because guess what, Skip? You got my homeboy coming up again. Twice, I think you still got him twice on your resume, mm. on your record this year, on, on your team. Yes, yes. You got right. him twice. And just for those who missed what you said and don't understand the background, you are in the Hall of Fame as a Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm in the ring of fame. I'm in the ring of honor, yes. too. Go look up at the, the facade when you walk in there, UC 84, with okay. that little Hall of Fame emblem right next to it. There you go. So I looked at this last night, and I turned it upside down and sideways, and I, I can't see a way out from under it. It's five years and $243 million with 161 of it guaranteed, including the $57 million he is making this year. Yeah. You are stuck. You stuck like a, on an elevator with a song on repeat. Yep. Ain't correct. no getting off. No getting off. And I was there in Dallas when Jimmy and company pulled off the Herschel trade, and Jimmy immediately declared it in the, the press conference the great train robbery. He robbed And, and he was right. He it, robbed it was, because Herschel was on his last legs, if those. Yeah. I'm not even sure he was on those. Yeah. And he goes for the sun and the moon and the stars, and, and Dallas had their pick of picks and, and, and whatever they wanted. Yeah. And they missed on a couple of them, but they, they also fueled the dynasties, what they did. <laughs> right. Okay. The only way out of this, you, you mentioned Nathaniel Hackett, who I first met when he was eight years of age under the, the son of the great Paul Hackett, this close friend of mine. But it, it, I hate to say it, but the, the, your, your only way out is there's only one expendable person here. It's the head coach. Right. And he's, he's going to have to go because you're going to have to just change the scenery for Russ and hope you bring in somebody in the hiring process, you're going to have to make sure that whoever you hire is clicking with him, that he co-signs well, on Skip, most the, of the, the Most of the things that he did was off script. You can't click with somebody that plays off script. We call a play, but you're at your best when the play breaks down and you run around and throw. Skip, they, this is the eighth game this season in which they've scored one or fewer touchdowns. Yep. They're 30 seconds in points scored. They're 32nd in red zone touchdown efficiency. 30, 32nd in red zone scored. 32nd in penalties. 31st on first downs. Okay, How the hell you it. with that? I got it, but the only reason you hired Nathaniel Hackett is you thought you were going to land Aaron Rodgers, yeah, yeah. right? And, yeah. and Nathaniel and Aaron were tight because Nathaniel made Aaron laugh. He entertained Aaron. And once you don't get Aaron... Nathaniel is expendable. Well, let's get with well, so what what about what if what if Russ is beyond repair? What, what if we get what if we get another you, you What probably, if Pete Carroll was right and he's just Yes he's looking washed. He's about to Thank be you. completely over the hill. Because guess what? You get another coach in there and you're talking about whether this coach is the system doesn't fit Russ. Well then the Broncos are sunk for the next four years. Skip. You got this quarterback because you need somebody to compete with Mahomes. That's what everybody started doing. When you when you in a division with Tom Brady, what did everybody try to do? Everybody in the NFC was trying to get a quarterback. Yep. We got to compete with the Patriots. Well, you got to compete with Mahomes. 
You got to. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't beat Kansas City because mm -mm. you got to have somebody go head-to-head with him. Mm. Your defense is not going to be good enough to just, you know, every time we play him, we're going to hold him to 10. We're yeah. going to hold him to 13. No, but no. it's really good, but it's not that good. No! Yeah. Sorry. Guys, my NFL on Fox crew has this game this Sunday. It is at Charlotte as they take on oh. the Panthers. I'll be curious to see what both Close your eyes, Jay. Like. Close your eyes. Uh, I might have to. <laughs> we'll find out. Okay, coming up, let's talk about Ben Simmons. We're not closing our eyes anymore when it comes to his play. What's he going to look like versus his former team tonight? Skip and Shannon dive in. Up next. All right, Ben Simmons coming off a season-high 22-point game. Tonight, get ready. He's facing his former team, the 76ers in Philly. Woo, Shannon, what's his line tonight? Well, with no Joel Embiid and the man in the paint, Skip, I mean, he, he should have a – I mean, he's going to only be around the basket anyway. So, mm. you know what, Skip, I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to say he has 12 – I'm going to say he has 12 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Okay. Do you remember back in the 2019 playoffs when Jared Dudley made a remark that yeah. set Ben off? Yeah. He went out that yeah. night and got, got 31. 31 and nine assists, made 11 of 13 from the floor and nine of 11 free throws that right. night. I'd like to see him play a little bit mad tonight and with a super highway to the basket, right. around the basket. I could see him going for 20, 10, and 12. Wow. A triple-double? Yeah. Because, in return? Well, again, their best three players are out, right? <laughs> true. Uh, true. I think he could have his way tonight. Yeah. I don't even know who the backup center is to Joel Embiid now. So, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck, uh, Sixers. They got their work cut. Poe Doc can't catch a break. Nope. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us here on Undisputed today. You've got the herd coming at you next. And don't forget, we'll see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern after World Cup.